This episode of On the Hop News is brought to you by Thinking Baseball, the only educational baseball app for coaches and players that allows users to see, hear, and touch the plays as they happen. Narrated by a legendary baseball broadcaster, Pat Hughes, and powered by a groundbreaking database, Thinking Baseball puts you on the diamond. Whether you're the cutoff man on a hit to the outfield or the first baseman trailing the batter on a sure double, everyone on the field has a job to do on every play. Learn to do it better with Thinking Baseball. Visit thinkingbaseball.com or download the free app from the Apple Store or Google Play today. It's time to get your head in the game. Today is May 1st, 2019, and this is Wednesday's edition of On the Hop. Good morning, good morning, baseball enthusiasts. Welcome to On the Hop, a daily baseball podcast focused on delivering up-to-date news from around the league. All day yesterday, I have had this clip stuck in my head. It's gonna be May. Now that it actually is May, hopefully I won't see another meme of Justin Timberlake and his Shirley Temple hairdo. Let's go. In a brief synopsis of a Sports Illustrated story appearing in the upcoming May 6th issue, writer Stephanie Abstein takes a deeper dive into Tim Anderson and how he thinks he can be a type of trailblazer for modern-day baseball and beyond. One quote in particular stands out to me. Here it is. I kind of feel like today's Jackie Robinson. That's huge to say, but it's cool, man, because he changed the game, and I feel like I'm getting to a point to where I need to change the game. Now, I am all for giving the younger generation the opportunity and platform to be vessels of forward thinking and progression and, well, all walks of life. Nothing wrong with that. I was part of that younger generation and somewhat still am. Your parents at one point were the younger generation. That's how life and society works. But come on, this statement shows some ignorance. Jackie Robinson not only changed the game, he changed everyone's perspective on race in general. He changed a mindset. He was a pioneer. And not taking anything away from Tim Anderson at all, but let's pull up here a bit. Comparing what Jackie Robinson did to Tim Anderson's campaign of playing the game my way and breaking down the fun barrier don't even belong in the same ballpark, pun intended. Maybe I'm being a little too critical. I'm not trying to be. And I don't know Tim Anderson. I'll probably never meet him. I do encourage you to read the article. It wasn't just about that quote. I think you should be the judge of this sentiment. I just hope that Anderson doesn't try too hard to break this fun barrier and lose sight of just playing the game. Bryce Harper already ushered in this movement. Just play baseball, man, and be you. Natural leaders don't need to convince others of what they are doing. People see it and want to follow. Pioneers do not coerce others to walk in their footsteps. They just make their own path and welcome anyone along on the journey. Per WJLA ABC News, baseball fan Savannah Chavez Roche was attending a St. Louis game with her family this past weekend. They were invited by the Cardinals who were holding a transplant awareness day. Roche's family were wearing shirts dedicated to their brother Donovan, who passed away and had his organs donated. The shirts included a picture of her brother. The family was taking a group picture when a woman approached Savannah and asked her, Are you Donovan's family? Roche replied yes and then came to the realization that she was talking to the daughter of her brother's recipient. What are the chances of this happening? I'm still in complete shock, Savannah said. She had previously sent a photo of her brother to the recipient's family through a letter, but had never actually met them because she says you're not allowed to attach any identifying information about yourself or the donor. The recipient's daughter recognized the photo on the shirts Roche's family was wearing. The link in the show notes will take you to Savannah's full Facebook post, which also includes a video of the family members listening to the heartbeat inside the recipient's chest. This is a heartwarming story in and of itself, and the fact that it occurred in the baseball world just sweetens the deal. 
And in a bit of a tiny rant, I bring you the title of a recently written article by Andrew Simon at MLB.com. Ready for it? Here it is. Are pitchers already scared of Vlad Jr.? I can't make this stuff up, folks. Listen to Simon's opening thoughts. Sorry about that. For years, Angels fans watched opposing pitchers try, often unsuccessfully, to pitch around Vladimir Guerrero. The 2004 American League MVP award winner made a habit of crushing far-flung pitches during his six seasons with the club. Over the next three days, beginning on Tuesday night, those Halos fans will get the chance to watch the Hall of Famer's son, Vlad Guerrero Jr., for the Blue Jays in just the second series of his young big league career. The question is whether Angels pitchers will be similarly reluctant to challenge him over the plate. Then he had the audacity to say, were pitchers scared of Vlad Jr. before he ever played a game? I mean, there was a lot to talk about on Monday about baseball after coming off the weekend, so there was no need to fill the gap in baseball journalism. After just three games, three, this was the conclusion that someone came up with. I'm actually not even going to spend another second giving something like this attention, starting now. According to the Baltimore Sun, of all places, Manager Brad Osmus said Tuesday that Shohei Itani will not join the Angels this weekend in Monterey, Mexico, ruling out Itani joining the lineup until May 7th at the earliest. They want to progress it slowly from a medical standpoint to make sure he's not overloaded on his surgically repaired right elbow. Beat writer Maria Torres continues, To this point, Itani has not experienced a setback in his rehabilitation. He's hit on a regular basis since the beginning of February and has incorporated flat ground throwing without reporting discomfort. This early in the season, and with such a young star, absolutely nothing wrong with being cautious. The San Diego Padres have placed the rookie shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. on the 10-day injured list with a strained left hamstring, the team announced Tuesday. The extent of Tatis's injury is still unknown, and though San Diego is hopeful it will be a brief absence, he's currently undergoing tests to determine a timetable for a return. Manager Andy Green has this to say, We care a lot about him. We think a lot of him. We love the way he started his big league career. We're going to take care of him. We're going to put him in the position where he has the best shot at health for a long period of time. To compensate, Manny Machado will move to shortstop and rookie corner infielder Ty France will man the hot corner. The Score.com reports that Washington Nationals have placed star third baseman Anthony Rendon on the 10-day injured list with a left elbow contusion. Nationals manager Dave Martinez said Tuesday that Rendon is waiting for the swelling in his elbow to go down and hopefully he can join the team once eligible. Rendon was off to a hot start before he was hit in the elbow by a pitch, although Rendon's first x-rays came back negative and he initially avoided the IL, he's played in just one game since the hit by pitch. MLB Trade Rumors reports that the Tigers announced Tuesday that they've placed second baseman Josh Harrison on the 10-day injured list retroactive to April 27th due to a left shoulder contusion. He isn't off to a very good start this season, so maybe a bit of time off is a blessing in disguise. The Tigers have selected the contract of infielder Harold Castro to fill in while Anderson recovers. Quick takes. Major League Baseball announced Tuesday it will broadcast 13 second-half games on YouTube TV as part of an exclusive streaming agreement with the Google-owned video website. The full schedule will be released at a later date, and MLB's Executive Vice President of Global Media, Chris Tooley, has this to say. With the media consumption habits of our fans continuing to evolve, MLB is committed to both expanding our roster or national broadcast platforms and to presenting live games in new ways to our fans. Now let me repeat parts of that real quickly to make sure I'm reading it correctly. MLB is committed, dot, 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 to presenting games in new ways to our fans. Um, how about fix the current ways of presenting games to fans before you strike exclusive, which is a synonym for money cash, new ways? 
hey, maybe this exclusive deal will help with removing blackout restriction. <laughs> Once Addison Russell is activated from the restricted list upon serving his 40-game domestic abuse suspension, the Cubs will keep him in AAA Iowa, where he will split time between shortstop and second base. According to MLB trade rumors, the 25-year-old Russell won't accrue service time on his optional assignment, of course, and it's not clear when he'll return to the majors. President of Baseball Operations Theo Epstein suggested that the time in AAA will serve as a means of allowing Russell to get up to speed after the early downtime, which could point to several weeks in the minors for Russell. Jim Salisbury of NBC Sports Philadelphia reports that Phillies officials had discussions about potentially moving Nick Pavetta to the bullpen. If the circumstances were right, manager Gabe Kepler said it's something we'll consider. Bill Bauer continues. Pavetta was recently sent down to AAA Lehigh Valley after posting an ugly 8.35 ERA in his first four starts of the season. Pavetta was a popular candidate for a breakout. In his most recent start for the Iron Pigs, Pavetta struck out 14 batters over six innings. We'll have to wait to see how this develops. John Heyman is hearing that the Reds are contemplating a call-up for top prospect Nick Sensel and that it could happen as soon as Friday. Sensel, a 23-year-old center fielder who has played second and third in the past, got a late start to the season due to a late spring training ankle injury, but he's back now and is hitting 296, 345, 444 through six games with AAA Louisville. The Score.com reports that despite the rebuilding Blue Jays jumping out to a 14-14 record entering play Tuesday, just two and a half games back of a wildcard spot, the front office reportedly still plans to sell ahead of the non-waiver trade deadline in order to stockpile prospects. Yesterday, Ken Rosenthal said, it's going to be really interesting to watch the Jays over the next few months because what I believe they're going to do, what I'm told they're going to do, is to trade Marcus Stroman, Aaron Sanchez, Justin Smoke, and others to get more young talent in Vladdy's age range in service class and then build up that way. Definitely going to be fun to watch how this one plays out as well. According to MLB writer John Morosi, CC Sabathia becomes only the third left-handed pitcher in MLB history with 3,000 strikeouts. Huge congratulations to one of the most respected people in the sport who has used his platform to help countless people inside and outside the game for so many years. The New York Yankees star entered the game against the Arizona Diamondbacks with 2,997 career strikeouts and didn't need long to reach the milestone. He struck out three batters in the second inning with the third coming against catcher John Ryan Murphy to put himself in the record books. His teammates came onto the field to celebrate with him as he walked toward the dugout, and the fans stood to their feet, offering their appreciation. And finally, according to SportsIllustrated.com, one Maryland woman got the return on her investment into a used piano and much more after discovering an old baseball card hidden away inside. An M101-4 Babe Ruth rookie card from 1916 sold for $130,000 at auction this week. Maryland resident Ellen Kelly's aunt Nora died in 1969, but the piano remained in the family until around 1992. She then bought it for $25 at the family's estate sale. When she noticed a pedal was sticking, she had her friend come over to fix it. That's when the card, along with over 100 others, were discovered. Best 25 bucks I have ever spent, Ellen concluded. Well, time to go. Thanks for tuning in to Wednesday's edition of On the Hop News. And remember, us baseball players do things backwards. First we play... Then we retire and go to work. It's been fun. I'll talk. It's gonna be me. I hate all things.